because I'm obviously a virginless loser who just goes outside and only touches grass once a year. We're no. almost close to episode 70. And as you guys know, tonight we did our main show, which you guys can go and check out. And if all things go according to plan tonight, we'll be finishing episode 70. So we'll be, what, 29 episodes away from hitting episode 100. And tonight nice. we have on Comic Relief Crusader. And What's up? Uh, nice to meet you, man. Uh, and, as all, uh, and as always, as I do with my one-on-one shows, you know, tell the audience something about yourself and something you would like to let them know as we start off. Oh, God. Well, geez, that's a loaded question. Holy crap um well okay first and foremost uh yeah i am the comic relief crusader and i'm on youtube i'm on rumble and uh god i'm a graphic designer i'm a uh soon to be comic creator i've done graphic design work for third-party companies like you see these kind of figures right uh up here uh for third-party companies like you know that do transformers and stuff like that uh i've done artwork uh production artwork character designs for producers um god what else i've done prototype work for hasbro like you know, back around 2001 2002 um god yeah i've done a whole crap load of stuff mm. <laughs> so, that's a lot of stuff god so you said you're going to be a comic book creator very soon right yeah okay yeah so uh yeah back in back in back in the 90s and oh my god i'm like dating myself here uh you know back in the in the blossoming days when uh image comics was starting out um oh, yeah i know like way back when back when diner shores ruled the planet um <laughs> <laughs> roamed the earth as far as i can see now uh yeah it, it, it's inspired a bunch of guys and myself to uh you know want to do our own comics right mm -hmm. and so this is like back back in the frozen tundra of canada um all the way in new brunswick uh in the city of saint john and we started our own fanzine and you know we had a few issues out we mm -hmm. were interviewed by by uh the uh the now state radio station of the cbc and uh you know you get busy after a while and then after that we just kind of you know set it aside so after 29 years you know i keep all my stuff mm -hmm. and i thought ah you know what i should revisit this you know just when i was like back discovering comics again and stuff right. like that right so you know and uh yeah so i'm working with a retired ex-marvel artist and uh you know he's getting me back up to speed and on top of that working with a um a sci-fi author that has a third sci-fi novel out basically now mm -hmm. uh i'm gonna be doing a prequel comic for that to kind of like relaunch um uh, my comic label essentially mm. so that's crazy you were around right when image first started yeah, yeah. that's crazy yeah <laughs> I know, right? It's like like 30, oh my god, 30 years later. Holy crap. So, so. Uh, have you noticed a lot of things different then versus now? Because you said you were mostly in the graphic oh, yeah. design area, right? Yeah. Mm. So for graphic design, so the average person who won't know what you really do, what do you really do? You're, you're just designing stuff for a bunch of different companies, essentially, right? 
yeah, essentially, like, you know, I freelance myself out, uh, mm -hmm. you know, that way you're not really stuck doing, you know, one particular thing all the time, like working for an agency or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. You know, which after a while just gets boring. So, uh, yeah, I freelance myself out and, you know, the where you're seeing me now is essentially in, uh, in our <laughs> shop, right? Right. So, cool. um, okay. yeah. So, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, I do everything from, uh, from like video transfers and, uh, you know, like you see up here with X Transbots, and you can look those guys up because they do mm -hmm. like third party transformers. Like I said, I've done the box art. I helped with the, uh, the Pantone colors on the figures for these as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've, like I said, I've done uh character design production art for you know a couple of producers mm. uh you do stuff like brochures and logos and mm -hmm. you know poster designs and do you still get hit up like now that. yeah every once in a while you know i'll mm -hmm. uh, i just finished an animation for one guy in burbank california he was mm -hmm. like a producer on pirates of the caribbean and stuff like that and um he said hey dude, you know, have, have you ever done animation before? And I'm like, not really, but I'll do it. <laughs> so I was going through your, uh, your YouTube channel and yeah. you're more or less. So part of the, uh, the indie scene, right. I, I call it the iron so. age, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I'll ask, cause I always ask them the same questions I'll ask you, which is, yeah. what do you think this scene needs actually? You know, because you have everyone doing like campaigns and kickstars and all that stuff. But is there anything yeah. like super essential that might be super beneficial that everyone will end up needing that someone could do like right now? Well, yeah, there is, you know, uh, and, and I was talking with this, uh, I believe it was like last year on another channel mm -hmm. is that with with this whole comic skate thing that's going on and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Right. And believe me, it's fantastic that there are guys out there like um oh god let me think like like al nickerson mm -hmm. uh that has his own title out um rt bear uh you know, like like a whole slew of others that are out there basically you know pushing their own labels and stuff like that right but the one thing that annoyed me at the time uh is that you know like why don't you all just essentially do what image did right mm -hmm. all the creators band together and do it under one label see that that was the whole that was the whole thing about image right mm -hmm. and and i remember like you know way back <laughs> way back, <laughs> back then, in the days <laughs> back in the day um th there was something i believe it was rob liefeld who said mm -hmm. uh because there was like a particular um image comic that they all put out like you know mm -hmm. where all the creators kind of like you know popped in and you know and mm -hmm. and made particular comments and rob liefeld said one interesting thing right it's like you know under the image banner it's like everybody can play in the sandbox but nobody owns the particular sandbox right mm. and that's like oh my god that's brilliant right mm -hmm. and they're all character created why not just do the same thing mm -hmm with all these independent comic creators that are trying to, you know, get ahead, push their own label, blah, blah, blah. Right. Right. Well, Eric July with mm -hmm. Ripperverse is essentially doing that. Mm -hmm. So he's created his own comic book label. I mean, he got 
funding like you wouldn't believe. So, you know, kudos <laughs> to that dude, right? Yeah, back to back multi million million dollar campaigns. It's crazy yeah. that people some of his some of his haters said that's a failure. It's like multi million dollar oh. campaigns. Like, that's a dude, failure. Really? Holy like, how shit. is that a failure? Like, give me if that's a failure, I want to fail like that then, right? <laughs> Damn. But yeah, now he's uh he's hired on like a bunch of other guys mm-hmm. um to like join him and essentially build this universe up, mm-hmm. right? Right. Now, uh, I I, I want to look into it more, but you know I'm I'm assuming it's the same thing where it's all like creator owned, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's a guy that's doing essentially, you know, what I was saying like last year. All of you get together under like some sort of banner, under mm-hmm. a flag, right, of some sort, right, and do it that way. And it seems like Eric July is like doing. Yeah, because his right? thing was I own the business, I do all the operations and everything that comes with handling the business, as well as being a though the leading person on the creative team too. Is yeah. is, that means you yourself as an artist or whoever does hire other people could just only focus on that. You know, you don't have yeah. to worry about potentially saying the wrong thing on a podcast and then getting fired randomly. Exactly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because there. you know. Heaven forbid you have a different point of view or anything like that. God right? forbid you have an opinion. Who needs that, yeah. right? <laughs> Why can't God, everyone just no. be, you know, broke, dead, liberal NPCs, right? You know? <laughs> yes. I would just rather be a mindless drone and just be told what to think <laughs> rather than think independently. I mean, boy, that's going to be a load off my mind. <laughs> so tell me about yourself growing up. You had a pretty decent life out there in Canada growing up, actually. Hard life, media, in somewhat you know easy childhood essentially it was it was pretty good i mean you know like family wise you know grew up in a christian family okay uh, you know so it was all good uh school wise i mean i suppose you could say public school there's really not much there (laughs) yeah exactly right you Mm -hmm. know like got got teased up the wazoo basically right so yeah lived uh grew up in a small town in new brunswick uh, like 20 minutes from the main border from the U.S. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, essentially you could say I'm an Americanized Canadian, <laughs> I suppose <laughs> you could say. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm like one of those few Canadians that'll actually say Z instead of Z, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so my mom's German, my dad's Austrian. So growing up in a small town, mm-hmm. you know, especially like in the 80s, um there was like this still this kind of old mentality like oh my god you, you know you you're you're of german descent you you know you you must be nazis right so and i was like never exposed to that wor- uh, word mm-hmm. until one of my classmates asked me like mike are you a nazi i'm like i don't know like what is that <laughs> so when i go home and ask my mom mom are we nazis and she's like, oh, my God, where did you hear that word? It's like, one of my classmates asked me. So, you know, so there were a lot of people in the town that I grew up with that that they they didn't like my parents because my dad was Austrian. My mom was German. Right. I mean, they can speak fluent English. Not a problem. But, right. you know, it's that that whole that whole stigmatism that uh that they had like oh my god you know they're they're from there they must be like this right and Mm -hmm. it took quite a while to get over that 
And I suppose because of that, you know, growing up in school, you know, it was like constantly teased, didn't really have many friends or anything like that until we moved to the big city of St. John, uh, New Brunswick, which really isn't that big of a city, but you know, you kind of like could wipe the slate clean. Nobody knew who you were and okay. you had a brand new slew of friends, right? Which was awesome. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but that which doesn't kill you makes you tougher. So yeah, whatever doesn't kill you, you makes know. you stronger. Yeah, I remember those. Yeah, ex exactly. Yeah. So, so what gave you the inspiration for doing graphic design? Actually, like who inspired well, you? Well, here's the thing. Um, originally, like ever since I was a kid, I I've loved drawing, right? Okay. And I've loved comics, mm -hmm. and 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 I wanted to be a comic book artist, mm -hmm. right? But here here's the thing, right? My dad, my mom and my dad, like I said, they're Austrian and German. My uh, my my dad grew up, he was born in 1940, like mm -hmm. near the tail end of World War II, right? Like four years before World War II ended, right? Mm -hmm. In Graz, Austria, right? So he's like pretty much like in the middle of it all, right? And so growing up, like from his point of view, having to, you know, flee into the mountains, watch the Nazis basically bomb his entire city, you know, as him and his mom and his grandmother were hiding away in the mountains, you know, growing up, you had to basically essentially rebuild society. So everything mm -hmm. in my dad's point of view, his focus was like, you got to learn a trade, right? Right. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and even though he was in the music industry for a short time, you know, mm -hmm. his, his attitude towards, you know, the arts and stuff like that was like only one in a million get in, essentially, mm -hmm. right? Even though we had, you know, an album or two. Um, you know, and it is hard work. It's, you know, it's really hard work. Like, don't fool yourself. It's really hard. Uh, so, but I still wanted to keep doing what I wanted to do. But on top of that, uh, you know, being young, kind of live up to my dad's ideals, so to speak, of having a um, decent career of some sort, right? Mm -hmm. So the more and more I looked into it, I thought, hmm, graphic design, that might not be a half bad thing. So um, he was like, well, well, what's graphic design? And I'm like, well, let me put it to you this way, okay? Um, like, you see that can of soup over there? And this is what I did. You see that can of soup over there? Like, you know, Campbell's tomato soup or something like that, right? And there was just happened to be on the counter. And, uh, excuse me, because I got something in my eye, too. Anyway, I said, you take a look at that label or a sign that's downtown that's on a store or, or an advertisement in a newspaper or something like that. I said, a graphic designer had to design that, right? Mm -hmm. And he's like, huh, okay. So it's like you constantly have work coming in all the time. And I'm like, yeah, something like that, right? You're always designing something. You always have to like creatively use your mind and, and come up with something and design something. And he's like, okay, well, yeah, I suppose that sounds, you know, pretty acceptable and whatnot, right? So, mm -hmm. and on top of that, my mom was, you know, pretty artistic herself and it seems just on top of that. Um, so, Yeah. That was that was kind of a way around it. I thought mm -hmm. you can so, keep on still being creative and draw, you know. So you're you've been a, I'll say, a movie fan for a long time, right? Oh yeah, yeah. 
So, so like, what would be like if you could give off them like some of your favorite movies ever? Oh god, that's easy. Uh, it's gonna have to be Star Wars and Indiana Jones. Okay, so I imagine oh. you didn't watch the newest Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> I just imagine you didn't watch that. Okay, I had. Well, okay, I did, but only for a very good reason. Okay, the wife because made you I do it. Up, yeah, you're close. Ugh. So. You know, I grew up obviously watching the first three indie movies, right? Mm -hmm. And then what was it around 2000? What was it, 2008, 2009 when Indie 4 came out? I remember that. Uh, yeah. You know, by this time, we got our own kids. So we took them to see that. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, so, so it's like, all right, great. You know, we've all seen every Indiana Jones movie, not a problem. So come around 2009, my wife and I, we have another daughter. And you heard so, the protection you know, plan? <laughs> yeah, I did. So, <laughs> um, so, so, you know, all the older kids, they've all seen Indiana Jones in the theaters, okay. right? And so, so, you know, now this new movie comes out. It's 2023. And, you know, she's 13 years old. And she knows the movie's coming out, and you know she she's you know kind of like me in a way, you know, uh, big nerd and all that kind of stuff in in most ways. And so she goes, you know, Dad, because she knows I have this channel. Actually, she's the one that kind of came up with my name, um, you know, the comic relief crusader. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she's creative that way. Uh, so she goes, you know, Dad, I know this movie not might not be good. In movie theaters because you know i've heard news about it too and stuff like that but she said you know in all fairness i don't care if i like it i don't care if i hate it you know all my brothers and sisters have seen indiana jones the movie theater you know if we don't see this one i'll be the only one that doesn't oh yeah so i'm like she guilt okay. tripped you no yes sort of <laughs> sort of so i said you know what that's fair that's completely fair i I understand her point of view. She goes, Dad, I just want to see one Indiana Jones with you in the movie theater. You know? And I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. fine. That's fair. That's 100% You let your kid fair. guilt trip you to watching a bad movie. I did. I did. So was that the however, last movie you watched in theaters? My son, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, however, my son, that has seen, you know, all the other ones on top of that, mm -hmm. he, he was not impressed whatsoever. I wasn't impressed whatsoever. <laughs> so... So, but she thought it was, she thought it was, eh, mm -hmm. it was okay. It was all, it wasn't, it wasn't the best. However, yeah. See, it that's, was, it wasn't that great. Uh, so, like the last movie I watched I in theaters before I took my break that I'm on currently right now, because I, I have, I have yeah. spurts where I watch a lot of movies in theaters and yeah. there's this point where I take a break a little bit. Because if you don't take a break, it feels like you're just watching all the same shit. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, like, you got to take oh a break. God, it's like <laughs> I think I just went through this. So pause, pause. Last movie I watched was The Flash, and as everyone knows, I've talked about it enough. That was God. That was, was horrendous. Not, that was not good. Let's just say that. Oh God, that was such a fail. Yeah, yeah. I felt like I had to watch it just for some odd reason. Well, like, I I love the Flash character. I I love that character to death, man. And just yeah. I could not watch his first solo movie on the big screen. But the problem here is saying that is like, was it really a flash solo movie? 
No. It was no, called really. The Flash. <laughs> I mean. Well, yeah. And it kind of lived up to, you know, Ezra's, uh, you know, whole he, him pronoun because there were literally two of them. So, <laughs> you know, or them, they, whatever. It, I don't know. So he could literally say they, them because there were two of them. So right. Oh no. Oh no. Then it made sense. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Oswald, because you said Star Wars, you 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 probably grew up with the original trilogy. Oh god, yeah, yeah. I was five years old when that came out in nineteen seventy-seven. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. So I've seen them all in the movie. The only one I have not seen in the movie theater was Solo. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was. So what the about only the prequels? One, for good reason. Uh, okay, so yeah, like episode one, two, and three. Okay, yes. Um, see, for for a while, I think probably maybe about almost a decade before mm-hmm. they came out, like in nineteen ninety nine, and mm-hmm. you know all that. We we kind of already knew what George Lucas had planned, right? Because it came out like in in uh, in a couple of movie, uh, magazine articles and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And yeah, you know, guys, so, that's how you so, have to consume articles back in the day. Yeah, magazines, yeah, yeah free before internet or when in, the internet was in its infancy, like the interwebs, six, that's what they yeah. called it. <laughs> oh, god. So, we kind of had an idea of what George Lucas planned, and then it finally comes out. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I, I kind of already knew what was like a whole load of our fa- you know, fans already knew what was going to happen, right. Mm-hmm. And so, and I know a lot of people kind of crap on episode one. I personally didn't mind episode one whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, because George Lucas specifically states, and he specifically said back in the day, he said that episode one was more geared towards kids mm-hmm. to kind of introduce them into Star Wars. So that's why episode is the way it is, you know, very lighthearted in a way, mm-hmm. right? I mean, mm-hmm. aside from Qui-Gon Jinn, you know, dying and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> aside from people you getting know. stabbed with lightsabers. Aside yeah, that. exactly, right? <laughs> so, but it, it was supposed to be more geared towards kids. And so from, from knowing that, you know, mm-hmm. that the creator of this whole saga says that, then I take it in, in that respect, right? Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, of course, I already knew what was going to happen. You know, we, we had an inkling of what was going to mm-hmm. happen in episode two and three. So, you know, I, I don't mind the prequels whatsoever. Um, and, and it complements the original trilogy um, accordingly, right? The last three movies, however, <laughs> so crap. What did makes you, me want to gargle with bleach. Yeah, I watched Attack yeah. of the Clones, and I was like, "This is, this is rough." Like, yeah. I, I don't think it I sat there. Is. God, like, because I, I, as you probably don't know this, I, as growing up, I was never into Star Wars as much as people were. Yeah, and the very first Star Wars movie I ever watched was The Last Jedi, and I was yeah. like, I knew that was a steaming pile of shit then. <laughs> So I so we did a huge Star Wars project where I basically we watched and reviewed all the Star Wars movies, watched the original trilogy first, and I was like, okay, these are this is really good, probably one of the best trilogies right. of all time, right there. Yeah, watched the prequels, and I got to attack on the clones, and I'm like, if this third movie is like anything somewhat good, I'm about to just like blow my brains out because Attack of the Clones was, honestly, <laughs> I ever sat there just bored out my mind, like, what is this? Yeah, so Re- Revenge of yeah. Sith, it's it's pretty solid overall. You know, I look back on watching, it, I was okay, I enjoyed it overall. You know. And then yeah. I got to the Disney stuff, and I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
we need to go yeah. back to the drawing. What was it back in the day? Go back to the drawing board. Yeah, go to the drawing board. Erase whatever you had planned yep. to start over. Start from like exactly episode something because this is trash. Well, All this is bad. Well, yeah, because the original deal was when Lucas was selling to Disney. It's like okay, you know, just do my original, uh, mm-hmm. you know, last three, and it's like, yeah, no, change my mind. It's like, oh, you bastards. Because because he give it them, was going to go really. He gave deep. them storyboard notes for yeah episodes. Uh, seven, eight, seven, eight, nine. nine. Yeah. That. yeah. But, and they decanonized the whole EU continuity. Now, I've heard many conflicting stories about that where George Lucas himself, depending on who you get the interview from, didn't yeah. really care for the EU stuff. He didn't really consider it canon per se. But Oh, no, he did. Okay. Because, yeah. Because, yeah, because he specifically says, because everything had to go across his desk and he approved every oh, novel right. that came mm-hmm. out. Right. And on top of that, um the the games under lucas arts right because mm-hmm. he owned that too because they produced their own video games on top of that that mm-hmm. also went across his desk and was approved by lucas himself so mm-hmm. all of that is definitely canon yeah because depending on who you talk to some people don't consider it canon but it's it's weird because star wars fans are the opinions are like you know opinions like assholes everyone have them star wars, star wars fans yeah. have in let's say interesting opinions on everything let's yeah. just say Right. Yeah. And then you have a point where Disney's like, let's just decanonize all this. But this is free material. Like, if you, I'll tell people with this, just go and watch a few videos about what that stuff is. It's really yeah. good. Just a few videos. But, but the, the, just a few videos telling you the basics about what went on mm-hmm. is so good. The fact yeah. that they threw all that away is ridiculous. Well, some exactly. Good stuff right? there. Because because Kathleen Kennedy's like oh well you know we don't have significant uh, oh God, an amount boobies. Uh, amount have. of material and stuff like that it's like <laughs> you have thousands of years of Star Wars history going back to the old old Republic the, to the foundations of the Republic and even before that mm-hmm. and even after the original trilogy like you have mm-hmm. tons of stuff you can do you got an enormous playground oh. It's because it's not Kathleen Kennedy's universe, right? So, yeah, it's crazy. Like the Darth Plague, the Darth Plagueis, uh, Darth Sidious's origin story is really great. Yeah. I enjoyed that. If people get so, like, the, the there's a guy who did a book based off Revenge of the Sith, like, after it, and a lot of the questions yep. that people had about Revenge of the Sith, there's a book that that one guy I forgot his name did a great book on it. It was an amazing story. Like, there was some, there's a lot of good stuff there, a oh, lot yeah, of great totally. EU stuff there. And they just threw it away, and I'll never understand why. It's like, what are you doing? That's just easy layups right there, just right there for you. Just adapt it to the best of your possibilities, you know? Pretty much. I, I like how people – like, what's, what's that one? Rogue One? Is Rogue uh, One is, Yeah. How, Rogue One like is decent. One? Yeah. Yeah. That is pretty decent. I didn't think that was uh, bad. I think the only part of it that I didn't like was the ending where you're like, wait, Darth Vader could just force pull the schematics away from that person. Well, yeah, that would work. So, yeah, for uh, that, 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 that's plot armor. He can't do that. We can't win. I just wanted to see him slaughter people at the end. Oh, yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, I suppose you might as well get rid of like most of the cannon fodder in the way, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think about uh, The Last Jedi when you first watched it? Besides oh, slitting your throat. A, yeah. Well, that pretty much sums it up right there okay so it's like yeah last jedi was like for the love of pete like this is like totally uh a, a, it's like mirror luke skywalker right if i can mm-hmm. use that analogy right because mm-hmm. because it's everything opposite 
to what Luke went through in the original trilogy, right? You know, mm-hmm. first just a meek, uh, you know, moisture farmer, basically, you know, that essentially, you know, works his way up mm-hmm. as a Jedi Knight, right? Going through lots of trials and tribulations and stuff like that. And and it's just basically, yeah, Last Jedi comes around and it's like he's essentially this hermit guy. And it's like, eh, I don't give a crap anymore. It's like, really? Seriously? With everything that you went through, you're just basically giving it all up, right? You're just going to let, essentially, the Jedi die on your watch. Like, come on, man. Yeah, there's so much bad there. Like, you could probably sit there for, like, hours just dissecting how bad it actually is. Like, the main atrocity is him having a vision that his nephew would turn to the dark side and he would attempt to kill him in his sleep. Like, like, really? And then, like... He finally meets his sister after all those many years and she's not angry at him. Like, you know, you're trying to kill my son, your nephew, right? The shit with yeah, Han, exactly. they pull in the Force Awakens. You're like, just get me out. Yeah, get yeah. me out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and, and the one thing I didn't understand in, in episode seven, like, you know, the Force Awakens, uh, it's like, it's like, what is this upset? Why Han Solo? What is the obsession with getting rid of Han Solo? It's just because it's Ben's dad and that's it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, isn't he committed? And I don't know. I just thought it was like a stupid, a stupid storyline. You know why not? Why not go after mom first? Because you know she's like the other Jedi. Why not go after her first? You know, yep. instead of dad, that basically isn't really much of a threat. You know, he's he's not a force user whatsoever. Han Solo just he doesn't use the force. Period. Right. The one that would be like a significant threat, I mean, besides Luke, is Leia, right? Why not off your mom? But no, she, because obviously strong female type, you know, <laughs> is the way that they write it. And, you know, like, like, and, and it kind of sums it all up with what Ryan Johnson said. It's like, I'd rather be remembered as, as, what was it? As somebody who did a bad movie than somebody that did a good one, something like that. I'm like oh, probably paraphrasing it wrong. I, I remember that saying. He said, you remember that? Along the lines of, I'd rather do a movie that brings controversy, that way people keep bringing up my name, so, something along yeah, the lines yeah. than do a good movie that's like boring or some shit. It's like, yeah, bro, who told you that was a good idea? Who really? Director and his friends sat down, listened to that shit, and were like, good? What? It's, that sounds it's like, like horse shit. It's like, did you eat a big bowl of stupid this morning? Like, really? <laughs> Honestly? They probably like, had several of that to make Last Jedi. Oh, God. It's oh, like, it makes goodness. me want to rake up on the wrong side of the Iron Maiden. You know, just hearing that. <laughs> God. Um, Because on your uh, channel, you're, you you do like the news like we do here. So yeah. you've been with DC Party for a very, very long time, you know? So yeah. what did you think about the dceu when Zack snyder had it you know how like you you've been around long long as i have with this we're the point you know green lantern didn't work they're like okay now this is the real start (laughs) and guys but at that point i'm missing out on years of context there but then you won't need that for right now but yeah after green lantern failed they went man of steel (laughs) well there's a whole lot of shit to get to man of steel nolan dropping out kind of coming in he'll be a writer it's a lot of shit there guys but yeah. what did you think about um, the DCEU as it's going to be ending uh, this year with Aquaman 2? That's so crazy. If you told me that DC Universe ends with Aquaman's sequel, 
I'd have called yeah. it crazy back then. What a wow. crazy world we live in now. You know? What a, what a crappy way to end. <laughs> like, okay. First of all, I, I know a lot of people don't like, you know, the, the, the current DCEU. It's too dark. It's, you know, blah, 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 this and that. Um, I personally didn't mind it whatsoever. Mm. I hated, I didn't like the Joss Whedon Justice League. Didn't mm -hmm. like that too much. I thought that was like really boring. I, I know a lot of people did. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't mind the Zack Snyder release. I know it was mm -hmm. like three hours, but I mean, it's got a lot of context in it that, that I like. And I know that's, you know, the, the Snyder verse. Um, yeah, I know a lot of people didn't exactly care for it, right? Because, you know, Superman doesn't kill, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, Batflick or, you know, whatever. I personally didn't mind it. I know it was probably trying to really mimic the, you know, the Marvel formula in a sense. Um, and, you know, it, it works for Marvel. And for me, I didn't mind it too much, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's we're never we're never gonna get our exact comic characters on the movie screen because unfortunately a lot of people see these characters in, in their own light. I, I would love it if somebody actually took it from the original pages and plopped it on the screen the way it was actually meant to be. You know, and a lot of people have their excuses. Well, that doesn't exactly work well on movies and stuff like that. Well, that's not necessarily true. Um, I I didn't I didn't mind the Snyderverse, right? Like for example, like you know, when a lot of people are saying, uh, you know, well, Superman doesn't kill; he shouldn't have killed Zod. Well, yes, that's true. However, and you know exactly what scene I'm talking about, you know, where Zod is about to, you know, kill a bunch of people in what was a bus station, train station, whatever it was. It's like when you're put in a particular kind of almost no-win scenario, he doesn't want to kill Zod, but then again, he has to save people. What do you do, right? You got to pick one of the quote-unquote lesser of two evils, right? Sometimes you got to put the rabbit dog down. I always factored in like this. You know, he didn't kill a human. He killed an alien. Like he's Zod's not a yeah. human. Well, no, exactly, right? Yeah, that's uh, how I always factored it in. He, you know, yeah, because because Superman is siding on how we grew up, which is on the side of people, humans, mm -hmm. right? So in that sense, he sees himself more as human mm -hmm. than he does Kryptonian. Right. So, so mm -hmm. sure, he knows he's Kryptonian, but his upbringing has solely been. And I think that's the biggest human. problem with Man of Steel is that since the movie doesn't establish a weakness of killing Kryptonians outside of just brute force murdering them, that's yeah. I think a big fault Zack Snyder has of I would say not understanding Superman is if since Kryptonians are so powerful on this Earth, if you don't establish a way to kill them, obviously Kryptonite, then you're kind of in that in that situation though. I guess yeah. his thing was that he wanted to make it realistic, but it's like, I was never understood that approach of superheroes, making them realistic when they're not, superheroes aren't real. You can't really make a superhero realistic because it just, that doesn't even make sense. Cause like, we well, don't yeah. know what a superhero would look like in our own personal lives, right? 
So if you yeah. don't establish the main means of killing them in this movie, then obviously he has to murder him. Yeah. Exactly. I think that's the right. biggest problem with Man of Steel is just there's no See, kryptonite. So people like inherently, as you said, there, since there was no kryptonite, then he has to kill him. Where else yeah, where exactly. is he doing? Throw him into the sun. Right? That's not gonna work, right? No, precisely. <laughs> right? See, the, the here's the thing between Marvel and DC, and this mm-hmm. has been for ages, especially in the comics, right? DC comics, and probably this is why I I never really read DC comics. You know, you you know of the characters, you know how they kind of are and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But the th- the way DC Comics wrote was this, right? Mm-hmm. Everything's going to be A-OK, right? No matter what, right? Yeah, there's going to be bad guys, but, you know, hey, we're going to solve the problem. Everything's just going to be <laughs> peachy keen, right? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the way that DC always kind of wrote their their superhero comics, right? No matter right. what, everything's going to be A-OK, Right. Because mm-hmm. we got the superhero. Superman always saves the day. Batman mm-hmm. always catches the criminal. Blah, 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 blah. Right? Mm-hmm. Marvel, on the other hand, right, writes in a way of, yeah, we know we got problems. And here's how we're going to try to solve them. Right? Mm-hmm. So, and that's why, for some odd reason, Marvel has always outsold DC Comics in almost every way. You know, uh, for for the most part, I should say. Uh, with maybe a, a couple of occasions where, you know, DC really pulled a good trick or two up their sleeves, like, say, uh, Death in the Family, where the audience essentially had to pick whether, you know, the new Robin lives or dies or anything like that. Or when it came to, like, you know, Death of Superman, where they actually kill Superman versus Doomsday, uh, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that, right? Which were huge sellers, right? Or, you know, The Dark Knight with Frank Miller and stuff like that, you know. But, but yeah. oh, yeah, it's an awesome story, right? Yeah. So DC knows when they have the right formula how to pull it off. Mm-hmm. But Marvel has pretty much almost always consistently pulled it off more than DC. I find that's just my opinion, though. Yeah, for me, I think a big problem with some of these stories that they're adapting, and yeah. you know, obviously, as I say this way, when it is their own opinion about how they want to adapt the story. But to me yeah. personally, if I know the story, because I usually know this stuff pretty well, it's um if you miss the main point of the story, mm-hmm. which I find what a lot of the movies do. That's yeah. the reason why they don't come off as good as they do. Like, theoretically, yeah. anything could come off to anyone very well because there's a lot of casuals who watch this stuff. So they would inherently saying they're stupid. If you're casual, you're fine. Yeah. You're the 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 way they make this stuff is for a casual, which is fine. It has to appeal right. to a wider audience. But I yeah. feel like even a casual would understand the best basis of that story they're adapting the movie from if they actually hit the nail on the head, right? Yeah. So with the Flash movie, well. The reason, well, that movie is essentially just a, I wouldn't say a ghetto version of Flashman because I've read Flashpoint and I've seen that animated movie. Yeah. Like, yes, the main idea of the story is Barry wanting to get his mother back and have that back. Yes, that is the main yeah. point of it. But the difference this time around, the reason why they missed the point is you need, for one, that story can't work without Batman. Sorry. Feels like that story doesn't work without Batman. Doesn't yeah. work without having Cyborg, the Justice League, Aquaman, Wonder Woman. It can't work without Reverse Flash. You know, yeah. so so they got the yeah. main idea of the the overall arching story, but then yeah. then it's like it's like making a soup, but but instead of just having ingredients in the soup, you just have liquid. 
That's it. That'd pretty be much. pretty. That's like making tomato soup. Yeah, tomato soup tastes like shit. <laughs> so I'm just saying, like that's been a problem with like the Marvel movies too, and like DC ones recently. Is if you're gonna adapt this story, I, I get it. You got you to change the stuff up. That is understandable. But at yeah. least keep the main stuff intact. If you can't keep the main stuff intact, then that's well, not exactly. the story. Then you're not exactly. really adapting anything. You know, no, like, you're just basically making your uh, yeah. You're basically remember? making yeah. your own story with the same names of. Right, because they, like if you remember, Secret Invasion, great yeah. story, great story by this. I don't know what to say this, but Brian Michael Bendis actually did a good story. <laughs> Crazy, right? <laughs> Somehow he just pulled a rabbit out of his ass and made a good story. Crazy, right? Then Marvel went, you know what? Instead of using all that, fuck that. We'll just do our own. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's not, oh, kinda, yeah, that's not a bad I thing know. inherently, right? Okay. Uh, can call it something new. No, we'll call it Secret Invasion. Wait a minute. So you're going to base it off the story, right? No, we'll just call it the name. Yeah, precisely, uh, right? It's like, at this point, it's not really even an invasion. It's more like <laughs> secret subterfuge or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, I mean, the whole point of secret invasion is that these scrolls are, you know, not just maybe, uh, you know, mimicking, you know, a few people here and there, but they're literally mimicking superheroes, right? Mm -hmm. that, that was the whole premise in the comics. So, you know, now it's like, oh, no, we're, we're, we're you know, hi hiding in a, uh, like, basically, like, in Chernobyl. And, you know, we just, we just, essentially, they only have, like, a few moles here and there. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's the way they make it sound like, right? It's like, you right. really didn't prevent, like, some sort of world crisis or anything like that. And, and you're trying to mimic this, this super scroll. Like you're literally trying to, you know, bring in Super Scroll mm -hmm. without without the Fantastic Four. Like you're missing that those those little ingredients right. mm -hmm. of the soup, and it just it just doesn't taste the same, right? So uh, it also doesn't help uh, them because you know how year how years and years fans are like these guys don't know what the fuck they're doing. I no, mean, they don't. They've been kind of no. basically proving that theory for many. The recent one with Marvel, literally, people were like, have you guys been kind of using the material? No, we've been kind of just doing our own thing. What the fuck? Yeah. What exactly. the hell? And, that, and that's what they do, right? They, right. They 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 know that they're not they're they're just taking like uh little snippets from the comic and then basing a whole story around it, right? Or they're like I said, they're they're taking the title and then just making a whole story around that, right? They know the yeah. General but the thing premise, is, they know if they call it a new it. title, it won't obviously. Yeah get views or sell very well but it's like yeah people would i promise if the story was good and they wanted to, to do their own thing it would go so much long way if you yeah. just called it something different and did your own thing at least even if i, if I don't like it and a lot of people don't i can at least respect that you did your own thing because that yeah. that's fine that's yeah. fine at you least know? you tried mm -hmm. i can always you know? accept trying you know yeah but, but if you're this just, gonna, is just like, not acceptable like that's just no, not acceptable not. on it's... any scale like it's so bad. Yeah. So, someone said what really killed the MCU or killed the quote is still making a shitload of money, the box office wise. I would say oh, what really yeah. watered it down was the Disney Plus MCU stuff. That's what really killed um, it, honestly. What really killed the MCU? Like the, okay. Also, the final nail in the coffin was that because then at that point, the luster of getting the MCU when you did just kind of went yeah. away. You know? This is what I think really killed the MCU. Okay. Um, in in my personal opinion, and that's mm -hmm. all that I have, is that really? 
You have your opinion? I know. Shocking, (laughs) isn't it? Um, What I think really killed the MCU is after Endgame, you know, we we obviously got our our final Stan Lee moment, really. And when Stan passed away, it's like that last little bit of the old guard. Uh, it's, It's like the father that looks over the family. Mm-hmm. right that finally passes away and then essentially it's like oh good you know the the eyes are gone we can finally do everything that we ever wanted with all these superheroes because because the old man is gone now he can't tell us what to do right mm-hmm. because everything while stan was around was like it was like you know you knew he was going to have his in, in, input and you knew because Stan was, um, you know, he, he's a big name. He still is a big name, mm-hmm. you know, just as big as Jack Kirby mm-hmm. uh, and, and all that. And you knew while he was still alive, if they did something at a step, that everybody would be listening to Stan if he didn't like it. And then they would come down hard on Marvel. Well, mm-hmm. now that he's gone, I mean, look at the first film that essentially was out of the gate, like aside from Black Widow. Uh, was the Eternals, right? And that was that was that was one of Jack's biggest creations uh, mm-hmm. in the Marvel in the Marvel universe. And you know, once I believe that Stan was gone, it was like, great, we're gonna we're gonna do it the way we want to now, not the way Stan had it, not the way Jack had it, nothing like that. We're gonna we're gonna race swap, we're gonna gender swap, we're going to. Uh, instead of Icarus being the leader, it's going to be, uh, you know, what, uh, friggin', friggin', what's her name there? Just, you know, it's it's everything switching around now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and God, like, they couldn't even keep the great, the good writers that they already had. Uh, you know, and, and you're giving projects to people that might have done, like, maybe... Uh, three or four films at that and it's yeah, I, I this, think it was the watchful eye of Stan that basically I think the said. idea behind the Eternals was I think I this is how I, I'd always theorized it they struck lighting in the bottle with Guardians and they thought oh yeah we, we, we could just do oh, this yeah. again when not realizing yeah. Guardians is even though it's a lot of characters in that said film just from the group itself there's obviously not the amount the Eternals has. Plus, the yeah. way James Gunn wrote those specific Guardians of the Galaxy, obviously different from the books, massively different. It still oh, managed yeah. to hit enough to the point where it was like, okay, I like this. Eternals just didn't have that. Not only the no. character's bad, the movie itself is just straight up shit. It was it's just boring. Yeah. I mean, aside, <laughs> aside from the race swapping and the gender swapping and all that kind of stuff, it just, it just, it, it didn't keep to what the movie was supposed to be about, which was, you know, the deviants mm-hmm. on Earth, uh, you know, which still doesn't make sense because Thanos technically is a deviant. Um, oh, but yeah. but it's like it's like, you know, once we defeated the uh, the head deviant in this movie. OK, well, then what? Technically, the movie should be over. It's like, uh, no, we're still keeping on going. Like <laughs> for what? For what? You had like basically an anticlimactic friggin' ending there, and you just kept on going. Like for what? Oh, we just discovered that we're robots on top of that. What? Like yeah. Oh dude. god. It was just just a bomb. Just yeah, a bomb. What what also hurt the movie, people factor in is like, 
Oh, good lord. So and that's Arisham, just one. Yeah, Arisham literally comes out at the end of the movie and just takes them. So wait a minute. Yeah. Why why didn't he just do that when they were trying to stop the ascension? So basically the ascension was a celestial's born and obviously it kills everyone. Okay, that's kind of yeah. like the gist of the story. Okay, so if Arisham could just come out and take you. Why didn't he just do that when they were stopping the ascension when Icarus was trying to stop them? You're like, what yeah. level of horse shit are we getting here? Exactly, <laughs> right? Trash. And, and still, nobody's talked about this big, giant, massive hand and head poking out of the earth yet. Oh, like, yeah. Seriously, that movie came out like what, two, three years ago at this point now? At this point, it's about two years old. Yeah, roughly. Yeah, it's about two years old, and nobody's like mentioned it. Nobody's going to say anything about Such it. Such a shit you know, this, fucking this, film. This, this potentially could be like changing weather patterns and you know ocean mm. currents and stuff like that. And like nobody's like still saying a word about it. Like, come on, this is like the crappiest writing like ever. Nobody's nobody's got their ducks in a row. Um oh crap. Like, I'm um, I'm sorry. I'm just I'm just so I'm, <laughs> I'm so done with Marvel movies. <laughs> you know, yeah, my and thing then, is, I'll then, watch I'll watch the Marvels coming up this year. But the problem yeah. here is like I'm only you just are kind of, a brave man. I'm only really watching it for the most part of like, well, am I gonna find some enjoyment in it? Also, even even for movies that are bad, there's always that one scene or piece of dialogue that is good. But guys, that's in like a yeah. two hour fucking film, and if that's why that's probably to be finding a needle in the haystack. Well, I mean, yeah. we'll have our like our open spoiler discussion, and we'll have our content about it. It's more <laughs> like I just don't care about Miss Captain Marvel like that. You know? Yeah. No. No. Just. Just a. Oh God. Just a boring character. Like I, I saw the first just, Captain Marvel movie, and all this is just straight up trash. Like, well, yeah. What is this? And the people that that'll be like, but you know, it made a billion dollars. That's great. Congrats to people that worked on it. I thought the whole movie was shit, but you know, congrats yeah. to you. Like what? <laughs> I hate people. People are stupid as fuck. <laughs> it's. It's like yeah, that's great. They made a billion dollars. That's awesome. I. That's actually great. Uh, but I thought the I know, right? movie was terrible. Like, what? How does one doing the other make it better? Mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have it's, any hope I, for I uh, Aquaman 2 to actually make money? Um, As you've seen, the, a lot of the no. DC movies have kind of, you know, bombed as an understatement. Oh, man. They've like, I mean, I, I watched Blue Beetle at. Okay. You know what? Blue Beetle was. Eh. It was all, it, it was all right. Was it great? No. Was it bad? Eh, not really, but um, but it, like here's here's the thing: it was it was pretty much mediocre, at best. Yeah, so you probably give it like a five out of four or five out of ten kind of thing, right? Yeah, essentially, okay. you know. Uh, so nothing you I mean, you pay like matinee price prices for, right? No, no, I wouldn't. No, there's <laughs> no God, no, there's. No like, these tickets are expensive that. nowadays, and, and these good. I, that's why I can tell people these movies coming on nowadays. There's I'll say inflation and get political too much, but you know, prices yeah. are up. People pay a lot of money for a lot of shit. These movies got to be coming well, up with something good. You know, you're paying all this money to go to the theaters with your family, popcorn, all this. I want to see a good well, movie. Yeah. You know, exactly. I, I want to be also, you know, Joe Biden sucks. Just saying. <laughs> well, yeah, that too. Heaven forbid. Oh my God. Um, no, I mean, I mean, yeah. If I want to go to a movie, I want to be thoroughly engaged i want to be thoroughly thrilled or shocked or you know whatever i i want to be at the end of it i want to be like stuck to my seat watching a good story for me god you know it's like story is everything right uh and and 
characters probably a tie for first you know if not maybe like close second but you know like like i i want to be able to read a good story the art goes along with it right and same with the movie you know you got to have for me the perfect movie is like the perfect cast and the perfect story that goes along with everything and and none of it none of it um none of it has it lately nothing the only thing that has come close um you know what even guardians of the galaxy 3 was kind of it wasn't the same caliber as one and two it was kind of like almost i don't want to say boring it was it was good but it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't to the same caliber as one and two i'm gonna say that right um that's again that's just how do you feel about um james gunn's plan for dc because you know you know i don't find people bringing up dude it's about effects are in a lot of people are rooting for his downfall which i don't i want this stuff to do good the problem here is he's inheriting a dc movie landscape where let's be honest here man the numbers from these past movies have been bad to the point where it's like the actual just general fans don't care anymore that that means they've lost the interest of the fucking mom with five kids the dad who gets off work and takes his daughter to to the movies because she got a good grade in school they've lost that like i don't know what he's gonna do to pull out of his ass to save this but if his first few movies aren't like hits it's Mm. i don't know anymore honestly well see that's that's the problem with with warner brothers with dc right the whole dc uh you know eu now and stuff like that is that they're trying to replicate the marvel formula and they can't do it because like i mentioned before dc in their comics they have a different way of writing that everything everything's gonna be a-okay right like like in a more cheery kind of way right and and you can't exactly uh you can't you can't replicate that dc essentially warner brothers the dceu that james gunn wants to do or even before that they're trying to replicate marvel with Mm -hmm. dc characters it doesn't really work. It tries to work. That's why I really didn't mind the Snyderverse because mm-hmm. it's it sort of kind of worked, right? It was it was starting to work. It's all based off tones, way. I think. I, I think yeah. and, with and Zach what Snyder you have, struggled on was that. And what you have right now with mm-hmm. James Gunn, he's he's got a he's got a huge mess that he's got to clean up right now. Um, <laughs> here's 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 the problem. Okay, you're starting over all over again, right? Mm-hmm. Right. From from scratch. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, now, a few months ago, like back in February, he said, for example, with Superman. Okay, we're going to be doing a a young Superman, um, and uh, you know we're you know essentially going to go from there. Blah 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 blah. And then, like a few months later, uh, he's like, uh, well, no, I never really mentioned that we were going to do young Superman. So already he's kind of like flip flopping, right? So a few things that he says he wants to do on top of that, knowing that James Gunn is a pretty staunch liberal on top of that, um, he wants to do something like with the authority, which originally was, you know, an image comic, a Wildstorms comic, uh, you know, under Jim Lee before he sold it all to uh, to DC, to Warner mm-hmm. Brothers, right? And so with a couple of the characters in the authority 
uh, what was it, Apollo and uh, I think Midnighter, which were extremely openly gay in the series, okay? Now, I never really read The Authority. I kind of read it when they were starting to, you know, do this little crossover with, with the DC Universe. Um, I'm guessing, first of all, for some other reason, I don't see The Authority really fitting into the whole DC EU that he wants to bring into this. I, I don't see it. I, I can't see it. But you can be guaranteed that more than likely there's going to be some elements that are going to be, you know, a little bit woke here and there. If not, maybe even full-blown woke. Now, I'm not saying Superman is going to be like that when he when mm -hmm. he does that because he says he has his fingers in that. And originally, when he put the post out, uh, even when he released the video talking about all these releases that he's planning on doing, he did say, for truth, justice, and the American way. Now, mm -hmm. if you remember in DC Comics, they wanted to do away with the whole, I the really whole changed that. Uh, American yeah. way. Yes, mm -hmm. remember that? Now, yeah. He does mention that, James Gunn does mention that, truth, justice, and the American way. So I'm hoping that he's going to really bring back that, you know, Superman Americana into it. That might save it. So I am, I am, I am reluctantly optimistic of another whole rebooting of the DC. Yeah, because this is okay. So him inheriting it right now is already in a bad place. Yeah. On top of the matter is, is like he's he's he did that thing that I really didn't want him to do, taking yeah. stuff from the other universe and kind of putting in this one. Cause yeah. I oh, because I that's gonna be Elseworld. You know, yeah, what I thought he was gonna do, I thought he was just gonna rehard reboot everything. And I yeah. still think he should still do that because he's taking Amanda Waller, Viola Davis, yeah. taking Peacemaker. And that's yeah. the only thing he's really taking, but it's still odd because that's going to be so out of place. You're like, wait a minute, this is Peacemaker season two in this universe, but what the fuck did yeah. I watch from season one in this universe? That's that's why exactly I at the end of yeah at the end right. of season one. That's right? why I say he should have just. I, I personally should just hard reboot everything. Now, technically, more or less, so this is a hard reboot with without hundred percent be a good thing, right? So be like. 95%, but yeah. it's just going to be really odd seeing Peacemaker when you're like, wait a minute, season one doesn't really matter, and we're already on season two. That's such a yeah. weird thing. It's a weird it place is. to be in. Yeah, because because Peacemaker is James Gunn's baby, and you know, mm -hmm. and he likes he likes to have his things continue and stuff like that. And you know, in a way, I kind of get it, right? It's like it's like this is your toy, and I'm gonna play with it, and I'm not about to give it up, kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, for for any of you nerdy collectors out there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So, um, so okay, so is Peacemaker going to? Yeah, season two is this going to be an Elseworlds kind of thing, or are you somehow <laughs> going to integrate it into your whole DC, your new rebooted DCE? I guess that's what they're doing. Basically, right? integrates in. I yeah. guess. <laughs> but if that's the case, then yeah. how do you explain the end of season one, where you know Wonder Woman and Aquaman right, yeah. and blah 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 show up? How are you going to explain that, right? So, you know, because you've already gotten rid of like Henry Cavill and, you know, and, and Ben Affleck ain't going to show up again. And mm -hmm. 
do you want Gal Gadot? Do you not want Gal Gadot? So because like everybody's saying, oh no, she's back in, or well, no, she's not. So like, you know, nobody knows what the hell is going on now. That's even the Gal Gadot right? thing. Like apparently, I guess they didn't promise her anything. But the thing here, because yeah. remember she made that weird, that weird cryptic tweet of like basically thank you to the fans for supporting me. Uh, I don't know what the guys usually people make thank you tweets like that. It means like they're kind of out and leaving. But yeah, yeah. She's talking about Wonder Woman three. People like during this is what stars do. People like to um since fan since stars are more gonna be on social media, then it's easier for them to have like fans rally behind them. So she could be like, hey, I have a whole lot of fans on these social media that want a Wonder Woman three, and it's like, oh, yeah. oh, okay. It's like more mm. um. God, it's pulling leverage. That's essentially what it is, right? She's pulling fan leverage from social media. But it's yeah. like, I, I, I guess people, people say, would you want to recast it? It's like, I don't hate her. But the thing here is like, you can find better. Like I, I, With recasting. It's quite yes, possible, yeah. Yeah, you can literally find better than her. But is she yeah. the worst Wonder Woman ever? No, she does look like no. Diana. Does she no. act? Yeah, she does. As good as Diana? I guess who you ask, you know? Pretty much. I, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I she mean, does look like Wonder Woman. Like she does. She has, yes. She has the hair. She has the facial expressions. You know, yep. I don't think recasting her is bad or good in my opinion. I think it's just kind of whatever. Like it's like one of those take it or leave it things. My yeah. thing here is what is the, you can't essentially hard reboot for taking members of the Justice League from the older movies, right? Because yeah. she's part of the other universe, you know? Yeah. It's like that picking and choosing thing. I think if you just want a clean slate, you just do a full clean slate, you know? Yeah. I don't think they're keeping Zachary Levy as Shazam. I don't think they're keeping him, you know, based off his last movie. I don't know. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. And I like like Zachary Levi too, right? I think he's hilarious. Hey, guys, I Um, love that first Shazam movie. I I love that movie. The movie's amazing. But if I have to – but the thing here is that's now going to be in a not universe, apparently. Exactly. You know? You know? Yeah. I mean, watching the second one, yeah, I know it wasn't exactly the best. Um. Yeah. Damn. I like Zachary Levi. <laughs> the thing is, you know, I um, think Ben Affleck's Batman. Looking at how he was treated and the way he was in the Flash, I think there could have been a great solo movie for him. The problem here is so much fuck shit has happened since 2013. Oh, it's crazy. It's been actually 10 years to the point yeah. where you know we're gonna be going up a hill with this new universe. I guess Creature Commando starts the universe off technically as a TV yeah, series in 2024. That's, that's a weird pick. That is, I mean, like, the, first impressions matter. And the first impressions on the DCU universe from James Gunn is going to be Creature Commandos and animated series. Now, yes, yeah. DC do very well with their animated stuff. That's fine. That's true. They, strength they are very strong in. Yeah. This better be one of your better ones because this starts off a whole universe almost essentially. Or it gives people the first impressions of the universe. Well, yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, this is going to be animated on top of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So it's like okay so because obviously you know most of us know that you know there are things you can do on you know in animated that really doesn't translate well mm-hmm. on screen right. um you know i mean yeah there's going to be some allowances here and there and stuff like that and i get that but uh, yeah i mean these were these were characters that were essentially in you know the world war ii period so what does that have to do like you know it, it really leaves your head scratching essentially so you know uh, uh, unless unless james gunn has got this really also like, he really fantastic plans. 
Remember how yeah, you said this yeah. is just the first half of his plan? So yeah, we don't know the other half of this plan yet, but exactly. it's just really like I like he's I like that he's giving love to Supergirl. I think she's a massively underrated character that DC has never really tapped into. Yeah. Personally, I'm not the hugest Swamp Thing fan. I could care less for his character, but I know there's a huge fan base out there for him, which is fine. Yeah. You know, yeah. I like that they're tackling you know, DC's problem has always been they only do these three. Like yeah. I, I've always said it's fine to do your main players. I don't I don't remember where they come from. If you're a sports fan, you go to yeah. your sports team to watch the best player in the leagues. I don't go to watch bench warmers. No offense yeah. to bench warmers. I don't go to watch bench warmers, right? Yeah. I want to see my main players. And DC's weirdly, I've never understood the criticism. I don't care if they're always giving stuff to the main players. But if right. you're trying to build a universe, yeah, have some more like underrated ish characters that are that are like popular, mm-hmm. but that are good, you know. So I don't mind Swamp well, Thing yeah. or Booster Gold. Like th- those are fan favorite characters. Those are fine B level picks, right? But don't feel ashamed if you want to get Flash three movies. You should never feel ashamed of that. Flash is the no. main player. Batman's the main player. Superman's the main player. These guys should have movies. They're the fucking it's main when, parts of the league. You it's know? when they're over when they're overworked. I think. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Is see, there's there was a thing in Hollywood like uh, ages ago mm-hmm. when when it came to Warner Brothers and the Flash. Okay, right. because um, what was it again? Um, and this is the joy about having like slight little connections here and there. There was something <laughs> about the Flash that whenever whenever the Flash was never exactly done right, okay, and it true. always set the DC like any kind of DC um production like 10 years back right like back in the 90s we 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 actually had the flash right Mm -hmm. that is in the cw flash the guy that plays you know barry's dad in the cw flash was actually the flash back in the 90s right Mm -hmm. and it was an okay series it was fine but you know it wasn't it wasn't good it kind of had that 90s cheesiness kind of you know into it right and um and this current flash that's on the cw like it started out pretty well but now it's gotten like you know pretty dumbass boring right and it's probably turned into the irish show more than it is barry's show at this point right and the writing has just gotten really bad so yeah and, and now with this current flash movie with as ridiculous as it is and as a bomb as it is it's again setting the flash back yeah the problem here is you know uh it i think screen rant of so, all people put out a decent a little article where i actually yeah. did agree with what they mentioned where the flash is really interesting because if you don't set that character up in a certain way it's gonna yeah. come off really weird and this is what i said a couple years ago in my other podcast where we heard about the flash when we started hearing more things about it and i start and i started to say if the Flash character, if the Flash movie doesn't explain certain things about the character, exactly, you are going to get because, very confused. Because people are saying, yeah, this because Speed nobody Force does the Flash concept, way. Yes. The Speed Force as a concept didn't even come in in the character's history until we're talking way later. We're talking like yeah. Jeff Johns brought it in as a concept. You know, exactly. a lot of these guys that would run fast in the comic books, they're like, how, you, how can you run fast? Oh, I just can. We're talking, yeah. the, it was on a level like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the concept of a Speed Force, how it I works. Just can. Bye. Why? Why is Barry connected to it? Other than the other ones don't have that kind of connection. It's it's a lot. I can't go through yeah. right now. It's, it's too much. My brain would fry. But well, yeah, because it got really cerebral with it, right? Right, and, and that's what is, made for a good mm-hmm. storyline. And explaining Reverse Flash and his ties to it's the, the Flash yeah. is, is a character you just can't just throw on a movie and it'd be like, okay, he's gonna hit. It's like that's not gonna happen. The reason why I think the no, Flash TV show Barry hit 
more than Ezra Miller's. Not because the I think Barry, I think Grant did a better job as an acting as yeah. actor wise as a Flash. He had set up the entire exactly. season one. Not only is the Flash season one really really good. The yeah. setup was there. The reverse Flash. You had his villains there. You had yep. it just it had, it had everything a Flash fan could want in that first season. You Credit to Ezra. Time. You know he yeah. didn't get that. Ezra didn't get that. Ezra didn't get the setup. No, he didn't. Honestly, no, because because yeah, exactly. In the series, they took the time to flesh everything out mm-hmm. and just and just and just you know, not. <laughs> I can't believe they're going to be, yeah, using this kind of pun. They they didn't rush it. Oh no. Okay. No. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but but they took their time. They went slow with it. They built it up, and and it turned out the way it did. Great, fantastic, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, and, that Flash season one can't work without the Reverse Flash. Try, exactly. Imagine a world where Tom Cavanaugh's not the Reverse Flash in season one. How much that would just yeah. be an absolute fail. Gee, exactly. I wonder why the Flash right. we didn't work out. You see? Yeah. Mm. I'm just saying. Even as the Flash show got worse with subsequent seasons. Yeah, those flash and reverse flash interactions were still really great. You know, they were. They were some of the yeah. best parts of the show, the later seasons, right? One hundred percent. You know, and it's like, yeah. I just, I just see all the flash are getting treated as a character. I'm like, oh, this is gonna fail. Oh no! Oh, and then the direct shout out to them. They put out their article in 2021. And remember, they said yeah. the flash, the reverse flash, was gonna be the main villain of the movie. And I was like, no, wait a minute, that just sounds stupid. Oh, God. The direct called it. They got that a source, and it was right. And I'll say it to myself. Uh, I, it was DC, so I knew I could. I it was. I, I knew it was true. It's DC. Yeah, you know, I find a way to fuck up, right? Marvel too. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. They wouldn't have the first Flash movie without the Reverse Flash, right? Because that would be stupid. Oh, no, man. wait a minute. They did. No shit. Of <laughs> no course. way. Because why wouldn't you? Really? You know, <laughs> like, like mm. not Mirror Master, not um, Man, Heat, no, not um. Uh, what's Captain uh, Cole? Boomer, Boomerang. Captain Boomerang's uh, not there. You have Weather yeah. Wizard. He wasn't there. Yeah. Like Trickster is not there. Like, bruh. <laughs> yes, Trickster. Yeah. You could have Trickster. you could have totally put him in. Like you had Mark Hamill in one episode. Gorilla Grodd. Bro, there's yeah. so many flash villains you have. So many it's, great ones. He, I know, he, right? He has, I think, the fourth most popular role gallery. Freeze, yeah, uh, what, what was it? Did you Mr. Uh, was it Mr. Captain Cold? Mr. Priest? Captain Cold, yes. Thank you. Uh, you know, they, they turned him into a good guy. And <laughs> in, in, what was it? Legends of Tomorrow or something like that? Yeah. Right? It's like, really? Really? Like, oh, for God's sake. Right? Now now it's turning ridiculous. Now it's not even bothering, you know, worth watching. So, what, I don't know. What is this guy doing? I don't know. Oh, he popped a dairy cow. Oh, God. What the oh. heck? I'm just wondering where you're watching this. Oh, no. Now. This is... Uh... <laughs> oh, no. This is on an odd video on Facebook. Like, what the heck is this? This is just odd. <laughs> what in the... Whatever. Mm. No, okay. Oh, so... um, Yeah, I was going to wrap it up here for a little bit. Uh, the last thing I'll ask you, man, is... Uh, what do you think is going to happen in our current landscape of movies now? Because as you know, there's no current movies getting filmed right now because the yeah. writers are going on. So let's be honest, you guys. When you see when this year ends in 2024 and the la- that last movie comes out in December, you guys know we ain't getting any new shit. Unless whatever's pushed back is stretched out throughout the year. It's coming yeah. out in 2024. There's no new movies getting filmed, so stuff's going to get pushed back even without COVID being a factor anymore because they're yeah, not filming because- anything. 
Because now Dune 2 is pushed back. And that's yeah. going to come out like, you know, in a couple of months now that's pushed back. I'll say this. The um, movies you know, that are God. getting pushed back coming out next year might actually, mm. uh, they might, depending on how they are, might do well just because there's nothing True. else coming out, right? True. So I'll what do you think about the current writer story going on, actually? Mm. Well, I'm kind of glad in a way that there is a strike. Right, because because right now Holly Hollywood can't write worse shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. They can't. They deserve to go on strike. It's like you know what? Okay, okay. Here's the thing. Because back in uh, what was it, two thousand nine, when they had you know one of the writer strikes that was going on right there, you know, which kind mm-hmm. of accounts for Transformers two being so horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, they had the writer strike back then, and um, I think. What ended up happening? Now I I don't know because I can, I really can't say, but it probably got rid of a lot of the old good writers, and brought up you know this fresh blood of you know writers that were you know that are kind of in Hollywood right now, and that's probably why Hollywood is like just so bad with all their shows and all their movies, and so you know and 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 they're making. Hollywood, mm-hmm. whether on TV or movies, lose money essentially because nobody wants to like mm-hmm. watch their crap, right? So you know they, the, so studios are probably like, we're not going to pay you more. What you're writing all this crap for us? You're making us lose money. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll go on strike. Good, stay on strike, right? <laughs> maybe, maybe it'll give Hollywood a chance to actually hire some really good, decent writers. And maybe bring things back up again. But for some odd reason, I seriously doubt it because they're also toying with AI, right? So there's like, hmm, maybe we'll just save ourselves like, you know, uh, a few billion dollars and, uh, you know, really build up this computer technology with AI. And actually, because you know, they have tons of money that they can actually do this and, uh, and program some AI to actually write some really good stuff and solely depend on computers i mean look at secret invasion that came out right mm-hmm. that intro totally ai done mm-hmm. so you're already seeing it happen so what's going to go on with the strike i really couldn't give a crap let let them let them stew so maybe maybe they can get a job at denny's or something like that and you know maybe hollywood will figure it out and think huh maybe we'll just Hire some really good writers. Maybe we'll hire back the old writers and get us out of this funk that we're in. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. One of the biggest issues, if, if you guys saw the little snippets of that THR article, which is obviously liberal-leaning, but you know they yeah. put out some decent stuff soon, which is the one yeah. piece that I found out is, oh, Lord, this is the reason why I buy this fucking shit is trash. They have 12 writers working on some of these projects. 12 writers. Well, no yeah. wonder why this shit is trash. That is way too many people. Well, I, I was watching with uh, with a friend of mine um, mm-hmm. on another channel, and we were watching Brave New Worlds. You know how many producers they have on that? Like sometimes somewhere between uh, twenty to twenty-two producers. Like really, mm-hmm. how how does that? How do you justify how many ha- having that many producers on a show when it only generally took about maybe one, maybe two? Really. Mm-hmm. You, you, you uh it just it just boggles the mind. No wonder things are turning out the way they are because nobody knows yeah. what the hell they're doing. 
that's the thing is 12 writers guys you got to factor in a lot of people already have enough going on in their head now imagine putting 12 of the motherfuckers in a room and tell them write a good movie or yeah or whatever you might it's as well like, hire a million monkeys on a million typewriters <laughs> just, <laughs> just, <laughs> because that's essentially what it is that's right? what you're getting you're getting your million monkeys on a million typewriters mm -hmm. in the hopes of coming up with the greatest novel ever it's not gonna happen yeah this thing is they need less i think the writing room essentially it just depends on which project you have needs less people and you need more vfx yeah. artists so they're not fucking overworked as fuck you know because what do monkeys do eventually they start throwing their crap around and you're gonna Good have Lord. a room full of crap and so, the other thing that people gotta factor in with the vfx artists is you know they're the ones that need more people we don't need more shittier writers i think we have enough of those you know yeah yeah <laughs> exactly because nobody wants to pay here here's the thing about designers okay and this you know goes back to you know being me as a graphic designer and whatnot okay mm -hmm. because because you you develop this kind of uh unique kind of uh outlook on things right for whether it's whether you're a photographer whether you're a graphic designer whether you're uh you know a, a, a blossoming comic book artist anything that has to do in the arts okay people mm -hmm. you know whether whether it's doing cgi okay perfect example most people take for granted the work that goes into the product. They don't think about the work that goes into any of the product that you produce, okay? Because I've had like tons of clients that try to undercut me. Uh, my wife, who is also a photographer, um, uh, generally, you know, you have to explain to people where, why, why they're paying so much for the product that you're producing mm -hmm. because yeah, you have to explain the work that goes into it, right? You're paying for my expertise. And if you're not hiring people that are doing CGI in movies, whether it's like, you know, a character or, or background or whatever, you have to pay them what they're worth. If you don't pay people what they're worth, you're going to get a mediocre or really mm -hmm. crappy product. And that's that's the thing that's going on. Like, for example, in Quantum Mania with Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania, mm -hmm. right? If you don't pay, then that was that was the end result, where all the CGI just looked off. Everything just looked off, mm -hmm. you know, because tons of people were complaining about it. And then it came out later on with uh, all the effects people that were working on the film. It's like uh, they were coming out to, uh, talking about their their workplace environment that about right. how horrible it was. Mm -hmm. well, this thing, that's the VFX artists don't. This thing, VFX art, artists that people I try to bring up about them don't understand is what I figured out is. Well, I, I should have probably known this from years ago because it's super obvious. They have to do yeah. VF visual effects work, put it out so people yep. see it, and then depending yep. on the reaction, you either have to take it back and redo it, or you yep. have to, you know. Obviously, it, it's mostly fine. They'll probably let you go, okay, move on to the next thing. Yeah. And you guys can imagine the backlash that She-Hulk got for how bad that CGI looked. Even though the show is still looking like shit. season two. No way. No way. Yes. I, I'm not watching that trash. Yes. That's the only one that I just sort of gave up watching. I was like, this is just so <laughs> bad. Like, it was just so dog shit. I was like, this is awful. Fuck this. I'm not giving my time to this shit. Yep. So I was like, you still review exactly. it? Yeah. I, if you pay me a thousand fucking dollars an episode, I'll review it. I know. Uh, shit fucking show.
They're like, oh, oh God. season two. Season two of the worst one. No, not season two to Falcon and Winter Soldier. Not that one. No, season two to fucking Oh, She-Hulk. God. That's right. Yeah, because we're... Yeah, because uh, yeah, because the next Captain America movie is coming out too. Oh, oh, you are uh, yeah. an upcoming person. So let me put yourself here in a moment. Give me a, one second. Let me put your name right here. Yeah. Uh, yes, you will be having your um. What's the? Do you, do you do you have a campaign for your book already set up going into the manor? No, not yet. Uh, no, not yet. Because uh, okay. what I want to do is actually train myself up a bit more. Uh, okay, you know, that's fine. You, you really got to polish things up, um, you know, before before you release that final product. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so right now, on occasion, I'll you know maybe put out a little teaser here and there of mm-hmm. uh, you know what I got planned, and um, and I'll do that. So, um, oh, Asha, before we leave, how are you? How yes. are you uh, liking Rumble? Actually, nah, not bad. I, I I I do like it just because first of all, you know, it's it's not YouTube mm-hmm. and you know, freedom of speech and all that kind of stuff. So I like that you can actually cut loose a lot more on Rumble mm-hmm. <laughs> than you can say uh on YouTube where you know heaven forbid you say a certain word or you know express mm-hmm. yourself uh you know having having the wrong think, so to speak, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. But no, Rumble, Rumble so far, that's 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 where it's at. That's where it's going on, right? It's like it's like the wild, wild west all over again, you know. Originally mm-hmm. the way YouTube was, right? Mm-hmm. So uh yeah, no, I'm loving Rumble. Yeah, the thing here is I think they should probably get a little bit a bit of a better monetization system for some people of our size. Yeah, I think so that's too. Like the, you know? Yeah, because People said, where are the uh, updates at? Well, guys, you got to understand this stuff takes time. Second of all, if you follow the CEO on Twitter, there, he has so massive updates coming to the platform. The issue here, as you guys understand, is that stuff takes time. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know? yeah, that's you true. Can't, because, you can't yeah, be like, a lot of programming I, you, can't, you can't just be like, hey, I, 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 you can now make playlists on Rumble if you have like podcasts. Yeah. Okay, can I have this update now? No, but it'll be coming in a few months. Like, wait, why can I have it right now? Because it takes time <laughs> to put it on the system, people. It just takes time. You know, okay. uh, you know, you guys can't have in, like I get it on TikTok. I spoiled you guys with horse shit. I don't fucking yeah. I don't go on that dog shit platform, but TikTok has really spoiled people. Let's just say that actually, oh, you know. God. And my hope for Rumble obviously is you know it gets bigger and bigger, and you know we'll have already been established by then because we got in early. Yeah, and people will have already seen people like me and you on. They'll be like, oh, these guys have been here for a minute. Let me give these guys a follow because they, they already have been here so far. You know. Happens like exactly. a lot. Some people just get yeah. some because they've been there. They just well, yeah, exactly. Them. I mean, I yeah. mean, you look at people like Ladder with Crowder, for example. You know, and right. as soon yeah. as they went over the rubble, it's like, fine, we're gonna go over there, right? And that guy's stuff is really good. His, I gotta give oh, him credit. Is. And yeah. even the, even though he keeps his YouTube going, it's like, yeah, keep on going over the rubble, go over the rubble, go over the rubble, and uh, you know, all these big names that are just saying, hmm, go over the rubble. Yeah, eventually, rubble is gonna get. It's gonna get big, and you know, yeah. And if you start early, then that's great being on the ground floor. So, because hopefully, a lot of our stuff gets shown. Hopefully, Ugh. it's always the that's hope. The dream. That, yeah, I tell people, <laughs> hey, you know, I'm not doing this for money. You know, who needs yeah. money? I'll, I'll just be broke and eat cat food and dog food. At least it's meat. No, and sardines. <laughs> Those are fucking oh disgusting. God! Oh, oh. 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 oh.
I remember people used to eat oysters, and I, I thought those most disgusting thing ever. Those things smell like shit. Yeah, yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I but, can't. I just can't. I gotta get to some other things tonight. Uh, as you guys know, been very, very busy. Luckily, I don't have another show tonight. The, the guy canceled, so well, actually, two people canceled, so we were able to push this one up actually, which is good. Nice. You guys get a bonus show tonight. But is there anything, you know, any shout outs you want to get to anybody, and anything you want to say before we um, head out? Actually. Uh, well, I mean, as for me, yeah, like I said, I am the Comic Relief Crusader. Uh, every Tuesday we have a Titillating Tuesdays, and on Fridays we have uh, our Frantic Fridays. So, you know, we do a show near the beginning of the week, uh, seeing how it's going, and then we just kind of ended off with having some fun on a Friday because, hey, Friday's the end of the week, right? So, mm-hmm. on occasion, I, uh, you know, just put out a video on Thursdays because, you know, I am a busy guy, so, you know, I can't be on every day. Uh, on the 21st on my channel, uh, this month on the 21st, on, uh, or I should say at 1 p.m. Mountain Time, so that would be 3 Eastern, uh, noon Pacific, I'm going to be having an interview with uh, Al Nickerson. Al Nickerson, uh, he used a pencil for DC and Marvel, plus on top of that, he was an animator over at Nickelodeon. Uh, MTV, uh, I think he did some stuff for Sesame Street, and he's also an indie producer of his own comic line. I'm going to be having an interview with him, so stay tuned for that, um, because he was recently uh, not paid his royalties by DC Comics because of his views. Uh, And the fact that on top of that, he's a Christian man uh, as well. So, Ooh, a little bit of controversy going on there. Um, yeah, so... Uh, oh, good. No, no, you're getting into the... <laughs> getting into it. Yeah. Oh, well, Getting into uh, the weeds uh, of things. I like it. Well, exactly. Yeah, you know, because this will be, uh, you know, kind of like a second interview that I've done. Like, the first one that I did was, like, last year uh, with a third-party uh, toy company out of uh, Italy that was not paying his employee. Mm-hmm um well including myself as well you know so we all got cheated out on you know quite a few hundreds if not thousands of dollars so you know expose those guys in uh in italy uh Mm -hmm. so this one yeah it'll be like exposing warner brothers for not paying their royalties to people that they owe money to so yeah it'll it'll be a fun interview he's a good guy he's a really good guy and uh i hope all of you Stay tuned for that. Uh, so, yeah, check me out on YouTube and on Rumble. And, uh, you know, just just let's let's fight all of this stuff that's going on in pop culture together. So that's yeah. that's what we both do. Yeah. You know, it's a it's one of these things where it's a uh, hard to live because, you know, I'm mostly good looking and rich and all the girls just throw themselves at me, you know. But no, guys, I, I, just, I go outside and I touch grass like once a year. Come on. We'll be you would like sit in our rooms. <laughs> I, you know, I, I I love comic books so much. You know, I always will always read them shits. I even buy new comic books, sadly. You know, because my I'm, I'm basically a crack addict. You are a brave man and a crack <laughs> addict. More of us than the crack addicts <laughs> because this stuff is. We all gotta have a hobby. I mean, mm. you know. And I'm kidding, guys. Yeah, like I'll say this. Yeah, out of all the companies, the big ones. Yeah, there's gonna be out of all the stories that release weekly, all the characters. Yeah. Tells weekly stuff. Yeah, there's going to be one or two. There has to be some good stuff in there. It, not everything is shit. The problem oh, here is no, true. 98% of it's shit. 2% of it's good. And you have to find that 2%. Yeah. 
Oh, dude, have you seen uh, live action One Piece on Netflix? Not yet, but I do love One Piece. <gasps> so, dude, go see it. said it is really good. Alexa said it's it, been really good. It is good. They cover, I believe, the first sixty episodes in eight oh, that's episodes. The East Blue Saga, essentially, right? Yeah, that's essentially. before Alabasta. So it's eight episodes, one hour uh, each. With that HBO runtime. Oh, Lord. It's it's good. It is really good. I would <laughs> highly recommend it. Yeah, they dude. I, yeah. So faithful to the manga. Like like uh, mm-hmm. like the creator, he was watching this like a watchdog. Mm. Yeah, because Netflix has their, you know. Yeah. <laughs> they can be a little wokish on some they, stuff. No, no, but this is 100% woke-free. Mm. So. Yeah. I remember when One Piece premiered on Toonami for the first time, and I watched it. Yeah. It's an odd anime. Like, going from watching Dragon Ball Z and all this stuff, I was like, what is this one? And it, it was so interesting that I just kept watching. I was like, it hit the Arlong arc everyone loves. And I was like, yeah. this is, yeah. You know, I was, I was like, if you watch it from the episode one to, like, the Arlong Park arc is over, if you don't yeah. like it at Arlong Park, I would just give up on it, personally. If you don't like it at yeah. that point, you're not going to like anything else they do, honestly. You know exactly, <laughs> but no, dude, I love One Piece. One Piece is one of my favorite animes of all time. I love that shit. You know, oh yeah, no, check it out, dude. You gotta mm-hmm. check it out. It's I cool. have seen an image of the episode where Luffy, the little mini little backstory that he has, where he ate the devil fruit and shit. Yeah, uh, you know, where the because a lot of people not assume that dragon would look very good live action. Mm-hmm. The dragon, that sea monster that tried to eat him before Shanks lost his arm, it looks pretty yep. good. It looks oh, yeah. really menacing. Yeah, it was really well done. Right. No, they're getting to all of that. Oh, man. I hope it does well because, as you know, with Netflix, man, if things don't hit, Netflix wants like hits. And if they don't well, hit, exactly. you know, exactly. Netflix will cancel it. I hope they don't. I hope they don't. I know? hope not either. Because it, I'll, I'll tell you this one thing because, you know, at the end of eight episodes, mm-hmm. you really want more. Like, you mm-hmm. really, really want more. And the thing so. is, those first arcs where they're building up like Usopp and Nami and Sanji and Zoro, oh my God, they're. They're so good. God. Well, yeah, because you think with only eight episodes that they're just going to rush everything, mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel like that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It, re- it really honestly doesn't. They they wrote it right. Uh, you actually give a damn about the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it gives you just enough of that backstory uh, for everything to make sense. And, um, and none of the dialogue was forced. Um, it's, it's, it's really good. It's really, really good. Well, everyone, we'll see you guys later and have a great weekend, everybody. Good night, everybody.